0: welcome in everybody to this episode of discard for magic i'm your host aaron
1: i'm the other host james
0: and today we have with us Maximo, a fantastic player in the community and the player who runs the league which is a huge part of the community hello everybody so Massimo, why don't you just tell us a little bit about how you found Summoner Wars?
2: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a long time player. I think I found uh, Summoner Wars first edition in 2012. I was trying to look it up. Uh, I have like some sort of Excel sheet where I gathered all like my my purchases of uh, ashes first edition but couldn't find it. Uh yeah, it's like more than ten years ago that I uh joined um, and found it on I think it, I found it on Board Game Geek and got me interested pretty quick and I um looked at all the factions. I think there were eight at the or even ten at the time when I when I discovered um discovered the game and I knew this was my kind of game and uh I uh, quickly got the the master set in in Germany it, yeah we they do have like had a master set in stock and um starter set as well so I could could uh I bought it in a local local shop here in in Cologne where I live and um yeah then like over the next two years, I got everything else and um, enjoyed playing it. Um, I had one buddy here in Germany where I played it a lot with. Um, and we, uh, or I uh, prepared like some sort of uh, season. So there were like 16 factions. And um, in, in advance, I, um, I created like eight pairings. And then over like two months we played these eight pairings, everybody, two sides in the beginning. And so we had like a schedule, more or less. And um, at a later point I introduced Lena, who is uh, also playing in the league. And uh, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't uh, sure she would be uh, interested in such, uh, such, such a game. A very confrontational game and a more or less aggressive game. But uh, she liked it very much and uh, got quite competitive. And um brother, Stuffy, also well-known in the league, he, he joined in. And yeah, so um, I played Summoner Wars 1 or 1st edition very often in the real world. I'd say that for Summoner Wars 2nd edition, and I only <laughs> have the the master set. So far, I played like 4 games,
1: maybe, and 3 of them. You haven't been getting the physical of the the other stuff. You just have the online subscription?
2: Physically, I'd only owned the master set, and I played like four games, and only one of them was a normal game uh, with my former, you know, former Summoner was buddy, who didn't play it for like eight years, and said, OK, I'm, I was bugging him uh, play again. And so yeah, he gave in one time. And other times, I played with my eight-year-old nephew, and of uh, we had to. Uh, Change uh, the game a little bit. We got rid of events, and uh, the first game was without uh, abilities at all. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to visit him like in in two weeks, and we are going to play again. There's one one player on board game geek who translated everything to German, so I will have help sheets for him, and so maybe we introduce events as well, and uh, how it goes. But after all, he's eight, and. Uh, yeah, but he he's getting there. He's my next uh, prodigy, baby.
0: <laughs> so it sounds like for uh, first edition, you had like your own little league set up in person
2: with my yeah uh, with my friend, and uh, it was even a, a, a very small tournament scene. A city like an hour away from us did like quarterly tournaments. Yeah, there were like six or seven people, so that was pretty cool as well. But uh, Outside of this, the circles were very hard to find uh, local players like it is uh, for Summoner Wars 2 as well, yes.
0: Did you have, in first edition, did you have a faction that you liked the best or enjoyed playing the most?
2: Very similar to um, second edition. I, uh, I enjoyed uh, cloaks and I enjoyed breakers or benders uh, back at the time they were called. Yeah, benders was like... More or less, the most hated factions, in I don't know, it was first edition, and I, I can, yeah, I know, <laughs> can see why. Uh, there were like some really nasty events which weren't for the game at all.
1: They're kind of like a mixture of the breakers we have now and it, uh, the Eternal Council from second edition, too, kind you of, uh, like the like least fun like parts about
2: them. <laughs> Openings, <laughs> events, hand cards, their magic, and uh, events, uh, yeah, it was quite and they could counter summon gems with paying the magic cost it wasn't like design-wise a good faction for the game and it changed it up a bit and still stayed, stayed true to their ideas and i think that they did a pretty good job at doing so more or less i uh, i liked uh, i like playing a variety of factions like i do today
0: did you like jack Six faction
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's second second <laughs> edition of cloaks. Uh, the second summoner for cloaks Interesting uh, faction as well, and quite uh, a lot of tricks and uh, pretty cool uh, summoner ability of the summoner. Uh, both pretty cool, but Flocks was my favorite.
0: Personally, I was uh, a cave filth player in the end. Champs were real good.
2: Oh, you you are talking about the the, the alliances.
0: Yeah, the alliances. Filth. I played some of the like demagogue filth too. I liked cave filth a lot because of how good uh, like soul leader was and how fun some of their uh, mutations Ooh. were. But
2: a pretty cool faction was um, jungle elves second edition, who introduced oh, poison yeah. markers and had some really interesting units. Uh, champ who could uh, copy other animals.
0: Honestly that that faction probably most closely resembles the current Savannah elves with a lot of their like movement like cuz they had their like chant of like cheetah or whatever and you could move really far and then they that's kind of like the rhino and they had didn't they have one for attack power too and that's kind of like um like the chant of power and i'm not not
2: sure quite a, quite a some time ago but this, uh, yeah the first eight faction for uh, second summoners they were all quite uh, quite cool like them a lot
1: yeah you can definitely see some of the influence of the second guild dwarf and tundra orc summoner in svara now Memming i think.
2: units yes yeah and I, I used to play a lot on the on the app as well the first edition which was really nicely done from like the visual
1: arts I had no undo, so compared to now, like you had to be very careful. <laughs> you can't really
2: imagine having no undoing now It would be like brutal. I mean, it's already brutal if you accidentally draw a card with the Sand Goblins or with the uh, Eternal Council. It happens a lot that you like make a move, or a card, and then you can't go go back.
0: Or with the new one, um, got people got to be careful that they don't like purge uh, devout cultists, and it rolls the dice.
2: A, that's a tricky one, yeah,
0: don't kill a devout cultist unless you're ready for your turn to go forward,
2: <laughs> but uh, the online version, in the end, the game had a, had quite a, quite some problems with certain units being included in every deck, and so you had to uh, yeah circumvent around around these units and uh yeah, defensive plays was too strong, and killing your own units for magic mm-hmm. in, in the beginning, yeah, that was...
0: So you want to bring back Rune Mages and Etch, is what you're saying?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I w- w- would want <laughs> to in the game, that would be the road to go.
1: I, I bring it up all the time, but I think that's one of the reasons I don't think Brub is as bad as that. Because even though he's a mercenary, he doesn't go in very many decks. He's not, like, everywhere, you know? It's not like a rune mage or an etch that just is an auto play in every deck. I mean, I uh, participated
2: in the um, in the deck building uh, tournament. I didn't didn't play a lot of deck building before. I was surprised uh, about the experience and was thinking, okay, you will encounter many broken decks and will be like some Wars on arcade mode. Um, it, it wasn't like that, and uh, <laughs> especially. There were like t- some decks uh, with, who built fortresses uh, of units, like the fungal dwarf's deck, which had like blood summon and, and rhinos. And against these kind of decks, you can't really win with, with one broken combo. because you can't get to the thumbna and do like, a one-turn kill and something like this. So yeah, I was surprised uh, and quite liked deck building. Maybe, maybe I join the next one, the next tournament.
0: Almost made the final. <laughs> I mean,
1: you did pretty well. You made second round and you know, you only, yeah, almost made the final, so.
2: I was figuring it like, okay, there are only like 40 people. So my chances might be pretty good. And so I joined and yeah, it almost, <laughs> uh, it almost worked. Yeah.
0: Well, Massimo, we never played because we were on opposite sides of the bracket. But how do you think your deck would have matched up against mine?
2: I played. Uh, I played. Um, I don't know who it was. Was it was. Red Brace? Um, Yeah. Po- possibly. Yeah. And mm, I think I, I made a slight, slight misplay in the end, but it was pretty tough, uh, especially standing all these uh, attacks and especially the count, the diagonal, diagonal oh, yeah, attacks. Uh, yeah, forge X and combined with rage. Yeah, it's pretty sick and uh, can do a lot of damage. a lot. With, like, yeah, who events. It's tough to defend.
0: Yeah, I know for a while, a uh, level 3 CPU was running Hellforge Axe and Enrage in, like, open queues and just trying to wait for the combo and do a double Enrage just to win the game. And you can do, like, 12, 15 damage, maybe, depending who you got it on, so.
2: I was surprised to, uh, I, I'm not sure, did anybody play uh, Fallen Kingdom? A horde of carriers.
1: I think there was a couple, at least one. I lost. I lost someone in the first round. Rosie Ray. Make an strong deck. Snag uh, played Shadow Elves like you in the tournament, but he had played a bit of the Fallen Kingdom earlier, and he was definitely good with it. <laughs> but I think Shadow Elves plays a similar kind of game, but a little better, just with um some of the bouncing and other stuff you can do. But you know, he, but Fallen Kingdom can also run Blood Summon and that other stuff.
2: I mean, it was a successful tournament.
0: Yeah, I think the the tournament was a lot of fun. With the league, why don't you explain for people who don't know how that works, um, how the league works, and what it is?
2: We uh, started the league like more than two years ago. Um, El Canela found founded it, and uh, there was like a season zero who uh, jump started it. The league is divided into uh, several divisions. In on the on the top, you have like one. Division one with only one league of six players and then in the other divisions There are up to four leagues depending on how many players uh, participate the season uh, consists of uh, uh, five matchups you play two games each week and uh, You play each side after one season, which is like five weeks two games a week Um, the top players move up in the next higher division and the Bottom players move down, the bottom two move down. With uh, the exception of the, f- of the first league, only, only the top two stay in the league in the, in the first division. And th- the bottom four go down and uh, have to f- try again uh, to get back uh, to, to league one. We changed the structure a bit. So there's now four leagues instead of three in each division.
1: Yeah, you guys flattened it out, right?
2: Yes, exactly. Basically, how it works is we we play base, base decks in the league. Yeah, all the communication with other players happens through Discord. So you send them an invitation to the games, and after that you can uh, chat about your your games and maybe connect to them and uh, play practice games for the for the following weeks and. Uh, I mean, I think it's um, besides the competition. It's a nice uh, way to get to know other players. It helps a lot to build to build a community and think about matchups and everything.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that I enjoy most about the league is the fact that the matchups are known ahead of time. So if you want, you can practice, uh, and you have to play both sides of the matchup. we in like a tournament or another competitive format you often will just get a random matchup and you won't know the matchup ahead of time and you won't play both sides so you'll just see the one side of your matchup and you won't know like how it could have been different from the other side
2: we're in week three of season 18 so there were like a lot of uh, seasons already and what, what was really surprising is that there were like two or more or less one very dominant player who yeah how oh, that was possible because You do have that luck element and uh, you do have the dice and the card war but yeah he won like six seasons and made uh, second place in uh, five more seasons.
1: They're mostly talking about donkey. Yeah, of or...
2: course, talking about donkey. Yes,
1: but Orange Lazarus was up there for a long time. Yeah. He was a runner-up a lot. Yeah,
2: he, I mean, of of course, he yeah he he was very dominant or is very dominant as well. And yeah, he I just looked at the numbers. He got uh, like he won the league three times and uh, got the second place four times. So that's also very very impressive.
1: And also, like, Sip kind of showed up and rose pretty quickly, but but then he took some time off, and now he's back again, and he'll probably rise the ranks again.
2: Back again, and like, yeah, I guess we will see him in Division 2 next season,
1: and then...
0: I'm hoping to get out of Division 2 before he gets there. That's the plan. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well and Snag's back too Snag's in my division in in division three <laughs>
2: so yeah they are really a tough uh pools in division three as well i mean also jonas oh jonas is already in division two already okay he may he took a break as well
0: but yeah i was chatting with him when he came back and uh i was telling him i was joking around i was like well I, I better get moving because i i don't want to meet you so i gotta keep moving up the division so i can stay ahead of you
1: <laughs> well, i mean that's the thing now especially with with four players moving down is that you could be in division two and be facing a lot of people who have been in division one at some point in time so
2: i mean a lot of new names in in division one this season which of course is also uh, related to the fact that sip uh, and donkey could break i hope we see donkey back very soon
0: yeah donkey uh definitely a player that's being missed from the the competitive community but uh, for a while there, Massimo, you were uh, pretty dominant too. Back-to-back winner of the league.
2: Time ago, but yeah, I I did. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's time for you to win another one. You gotta you gotta bring back the the trophy back to Germany. Stuff you brought it back in season twelve.
2: <laughs> now it's my <laughs> turn. Yeah, bring it back. Back back in the days when I was and uh, I won the league. I think. Uh, in both ti- both times you only had like four players
0: or in the division
2: one yeah exactly, and uh, that was a very good change that we uh, cre- increased the number to six
1: uh... yeah, I think so too because you could have like a bunch of three and threes and just go down bond tiebreakers you know <laughs> like...
2: I mean tiebreakers were more more likely to happen and and one bad game can be so so deciding mm-hmm. and sometimes that just happens
0: i thought about this earlier in the the season i had a game i probably should have closed out and won and i made a mistake and i I lost it but i thought well it's tough but i still have to beat dufty in my division two times at least to move on probably anyway maybe one and one might be Mm. a chance to move on but i mean still got to get through the other players anyway so i still got a decent chance
1: yeah if someone's interested in joining the league how do they do that easiest thing is to join the Discord or um, on the Subnova's
2: on svwzone.com, there's possibility to join join the league, or so you can just sign up there to send out credentials. But then you're ready to go, and uh, even if you're not, not participating now, you can also join the site, and there's a lot of things to explore on the site, and uh, white commons or wang factions, put your, put your Summoner Wars profile on the page. It's open for players who want to join the league or players who want to not play in the league at this time, but yeah, maybe at a later time.
1: It was interesting. You, using those profiles is how I found out that Ben lived close to me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you
2: you played in in real life.
1: Yeah, we did. We've played a few times now. Yeah, so that's, that's a success story. Because he had started the streaming, and then I saw him... I met him and uh, Fuzzy Marmot too. She came into town one time. Oh, okay. And uh, met both of us. Yeah, I think that kind of laid the seeds for what we're doing now, or like, because now they're doing the scuffle together, and then, so like you said, a success story from the the that that feature. Do you have a thing that scrapes like BGG yeah, to look okay. for people. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, there's quite an impressive uh, number of uh, of ratings for uh, Sumner Wars on BGG, and. Uh, I was very surprised how many people are in, in Germany, in, in Poland. <laughs> Playing the
0: game, but Poland has quite the community.
2: Yeah, that was so impressive to see if for some there was one. They had like in, in, uh, in, yeah, in two or three cities, they had like uh, regular ter- tournaments with quite, quite, uh, quite a lot of players in it. Uh, joined again, and for Sumner Wars second edition, but I I think it was way bigger for uh, at least the local uh, community.
1: In, in first edition, yeah.
2: Not sure they are doing so many local tournaments. I mean, there there have been like meetups. Summoner Wars first edition, there were like big tournaments happening in Poland. That was quite cool to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, some of the best players in second edition even are still from Poland. Poland's. Uh... Got quite a few top players because Sips from Poland, Bradolf, uh, Adamant, right? Adamant, yep. Bunch of top players. Voltaire also.
2: Mm. At one point, there were like six people from Poland. Noah, I think Noah is from. Yeah,
0: Voltaire's is also from Poland.
2: I think there were like uh, five or six people in Division One or two from Poland at one point.
0: Yeah, it's crazy how like global Summoners is. Like the community doesn't feel huge but still there's like good small communities like all around the world
2: i mean i could i couldn't manage the league if there were like a thousand people participating in it but on the other hand i i think like uh Wars has quite a quite a big potential i'm waiting for it
1: to explode what would you do if there were uh, like a hundred more people in the league just <laughs> maybe have two league ones you know like
2: I don't know, um, maybe we have like two separate leagues and then in the end, uh, it's like a final between the winner of League America and the winner of League Europe, <laughs> I don't know.
0: That'd be interesting because that would probably help some players with like the different time frames and playing in each other.
2: Yeah, when when we had to the, the change the new structure, I one time it in my in the back of my mind to put players. I think there was like was like one, one pool with only players from Europe and one, with only players from uh, U.S. But since I wanted to mix pools again, um, yeah, I thought it was too difficult to yeah to set it up this way.
1: I had a game recently where my opponent from a very different time zone was was struggling to meet the time and, uh, yeah we. I was about to die, but I wasn't sure if he'd get another turn, so I actually forfeit that game <laughs> just because I was like, I don't want to lose. I don't want to win on the time. I had it happening two or three
2: games of mine, and usually it worked out when, when we were uh, trying to find a time where we can finish the game in like four hours and play more or less live game. But yeah, sometimes yeah, it's, uh, it's quite difficult.
0: Yeah, it can be really tough. Um the league format's been a little uh hotly debated topic occasionally in the Discord. Do you think there's any things that you anticipate changing or not changing?
2: The only change I can see which might be discuss-worthy is having two 6-player leagues in Division 1. And uh, this was was discussed before and uh I got some some feedback. Would be quite uh, interesting to have a final final game um, between the winner, the two leagues. I don't think it's uh, ideal. Is that yeah, only two players staying in Division Division One right now? It's, it's a bit cruel.
1: Yeah, it's a, you you finally get up there, and then you <laughs> have to play perfect to stay.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I mean you have to play perfect as well in Division Two. Only the top player moving up. Pradov is only already at six six zero in my my league. Yeah, he's so, on a tear, uh, so yeah, he, <laughs> he badly wants to to get back. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, even if I, I'm behind, if I win the two uh, final games against him, still possible. But
0: yeah, it, I think the punishment of being in Division One right now, and like only the top two stay and the bottom four have to leave is really rough the only problem i see with like the two division ones is deciding what determines like what the final games are like if it's a one game series what's going to be the matchup do people just pick like whatever faction they want
1: maybe use the randomizer
0: you could use the randomizer (laughs) (laughs) randomizer a new feature on the website massimo you want to
1: clicks the randomizer and sees what it is
2: <laughs> already uh was thinking about uh possibility how to to handle that and uh, one thing i came up with is like let's say you have the two finalists
0: mm-hmm.
2: Uh one player starts to choose one of one from the five matchups from this season okay he, g- he gets to choose the matchup but the other player gets to choose which faction they want to play? This could be quite interesting. Yeah, you want to to choose a matchup which which is close. I think it's very <laughs> balanced, very very close, and uh, you should be comfortable with both factions. And it's the matchups of the season, so it's also quite thematic.
0: Yeah, and it's something that they should be well versed in because they just played the matchups. I like that a lot. I think that could be really good.
2: And it could work with one game so you only choose like one matchup or it could work with three games
0: yeah it would be really interesting to see like like for example from these five matchups i would probably choose fungal dwarves and fallen kingdom because i feel like those are two of my strongest factions and it's also like a matchup that's fairly close i think it leans fallen kingdom um like probably like 55 percent, but i think it's close enough that i'm comfortable on either side
2: and I th- and you, yeah, you could avoid, like, a matchup which isn't that close, so... Yeah, that could be a nice way to go.
0: I wonder if people would strive to, like, pick a matchup that's, like, 50-50, or pick a matchup that they like both faction in. Because there's some players I know who don't, don't like playing some factions, so I wonder if they just try and stay away from certain factions, or...
2: I'm not sure, maybe we just, uh, yeah, have another voting on Discord and see how other players feel about it. I know some players don't like having another final game in the end. Some players prefer it that way. It's so tough getting to Division 1.
1: Yeah, it probably won't affect me. I don't anticipate getting Division 1 anytime. soon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah. I'm a frequent flyer of Division 1, but not a frequent flyer of wins in Division 1. So... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, my main issue is that, and it's just a me issue, not a league, not problem with the league itself, but it's like, I like to pick my factions, and there's certain ones I don't play as much, like, uh, I looked at my last thousand games, and I have six games with the Fallen Kingdom, (laughs) (laughs) and they're probably all for the league, you know, (laughs) so... (laughs)
2: Possibly yes,
1: or a few for ranked, maybe because I I tried them again and like the first time I played Fallen Kingdom again, and my blood summons are my last two cards, and I was like, nope, I don't
2: want. To. <laughs> not, not again. You know.
0: I love Fallen Kingdom, but they're they're tough when you get a bad draw. I think they still might be like the worst for drawed pendants. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, cave uh, cave goblins up there as well but yeah uh,
0: cave
1: goblins are definitely up there too that's that's right i I think that's the most noticeable thing about the league compared to some of these other formats is that you don't pick the factions you're playing and instead it's just kind of it's like the matchup of the week which gives it a different feel than all the other competitive formats i think and it's kind of neat but makes me bad at it because i i tend to stick to a few factions at a time (laughs) i'm trying to broaden my horizons though in the in the the open queue this season or these last couple I keep trying a few new factions. So maybe by like maybe by like twenty twenty five I'll be able to do well in the league. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How many factions will there be by twenty twenty five? Like
1: uh, but I'm saying if each, if each if each season I play like four or five and there are two come out at a time eventually I'll catch up.
2: <laughs> um I wouldn't mind if they slow down a little bit on releasing the these
1: factions. I mean, it just depends on how good you want to be with the factions, you know. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> to be good enough to be to win in Division one, yeah, I don't know. You' probably got to play a lot of factions a lot of times, but right. then there's I mean, we say he's new, but now vexor has been playing second edition for about a year, but he's done really well in coming in and learning all the new factions,
2: yeah, but also for for new players, it's it's quite overwhelming. And
1: uh... yeah, if you come in and there's twenty factions to learn that's where we're at now i'm not sure but i would be content with like four factions
2: a year as well
1: i guess i guess that's one potential change you could do the league is like if you think you want to like decrease the number of factions you could pull from like maybe stick to things that are newer or something like that Mm. you know what i mean because we had a lot of early seasons where we played like the first six first eight factions because that was all we had but do you ever think you'd change it so that you only do the last 12 or something like that as possibilities, you know?
2: I'm also thinking on, like, what what is what is healthy for the game, especially in, on a business perspective.
1: Colby had an interesting thing about that, where he was basically saying that, like, he doesn't want you to overspend if you're not interested in everything that comes out. Which I think is kind of an interesting thing to hear from the designer, but... I mean, he just likes designing new stuff. I think, and he, and it's just a way for the company to grow. But it's, it, it is an interesting question of how fast is too fast? Because there are some people who want it to come out even faster. I know, like Doug, he's like, I want new factions all the time. I love it. <laughs> so, it's hard to please everyone. I think.
2: I mean, it's, it's cool, but I don't know. I, I just, high Elf and swamps still feel new to me. Uh, two more, and I think three months is, and I mean the the number of matchups right it's like overwhelming
1: because each faction adds another 20 matchups so <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> yeah there were like so many matches lately where i oh i've never played this one before and uh interesting okay how do how does uh, that will end up this match up and uh yeah.
1: but i think the first week has been really fun where like because I, I don't know when people will hear this but Right now, the Crimson Order and mountain Vargath just dropped. So if you play those, play a game with one of those, you're probably playing against the other one. And I couldn't even tell you which who I think is really favored. A lot of people are saying Crimson Order are stronger, but I'm starting to see some interesting things coming out of the of the Vargath, too. and I can't I, I can't win with the Crimson Order to save my life. I'm like two and six with them right now.
0: <laughs> uh, I like Crimson Order a lot. I think they're a lot of fun. The cultists ability with uh, the Baron is, is super strong. And their warriors just hit so hard.
2: Hey, uh, one game going uh, against Shadow Elves, and uh, that's uh, with Crimson Order.
0: The battle of the shadows.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I think the way to go against against uh, Crimson Order is to prevent uh, the, the Sumner to, uh, to get into the action too easily.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And Shadow Elves, they just excel at this.
1: Yeah, just pulling away guys so you can't hit anything.
2: It's <laughs> really tough to manage your health and uh, get attacks in against enemy units. And you don't want to risk too much against Shadow Elves, of course. Yeah, but definitely interesting factions. and
0: Yeah, I think both factions are a lot of fun. It'll be interesting to see what matchups in the league um, they'll have next season. I'm assuming they'll probably each have one. Um, are you going to continue with some of the new features, like having people vote on the matchups and
2: yeah, I think this, uh this worked out pretty pretty well. I mean, I was surprised that so many people wanted to see uh wayfarers against uh cave goblins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it almost won.
0: <laughs> I don't mind that matchup, but it is a tough matchup for the wayfarers uh
2: i mean yeah some some players even say that's one of the most unbalanced matchups i i enjoyed it more than i uh, than i thought i played some 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 uh games against El canela against uh, in yeah for this matchup mm-hmm. but it's a t- it's a tough one and uh if the cave goblin players has like a good towards uh be pretty tough yeah. It's, if it gets uh, so many wards again, we will we'll have it in the league and see how, how it goes.
1: I think the big thing with that matchup, like a lot of the matchup for both of those factions, is just who ends up going first and whether you're able to draw your structures early and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Get that early momentum. And, and because they both kind of want to do that, I guess it, it can be bad for the Wayfarers if the Cave Goblins get their good start. Because Wayfarers really want to get to the opponent's side, but if they can't, then they can't do as much, but I think they still have some tools. I mean, dancers are pretty good in the matchup. They're really strong and hard to deal with.
2: Yeah, but uh, yeah, the voting feature is pretty new, and it's like already another voting about uh, the, the factions you, you struggle with.
1: Oh and, yeah, uh, I haven't put that in yet, but I'm definitely going to put probably Fallen Kingdom in there. <laughs>
2: but a lot of players uh, put uh, you know, Fallen Kingdom Shadow Elves. They were the ones uh, people really really struggle with. I, for example, I put ox in, not because I don't understand them or they uh, feel complicated to me, but uh, I see other players having good results with them and I just can't get there. Oh, that's a faction I feel I need to learn to pilot better.
1: I think I think that's just like yeah I think that's just a a playing style thing for you. It's in part because you don't you don't want to be aggressive as often, so you may be missing out on some opportunities with them to do that. But but at the same time, I think they can play pretty well passively too, um, or at least wait like kind of wait pick their battles and wait for the right time. Cause I'm cause I because I wouldn't describe Watered as a particularly aggressive player most of the time. He's only kind of aggressive in the sense that he'll discard heavily early on compared to some other top players, but he likes them too. I
0: think what is really trying to say is he just feels brub should be being the base deck of Tundra Orc. <laughs> 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 It'll make him feel better.
2: Then I had the idea to uh, start another voting on uh, your favorite new cards.
0: Yeah, it looks like uh, Varn's winning that one so far. <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah.
1: Varn's really pretty good. I mean, even though his stats are low for his cost, he's, he's got a lot of utility.
2: He's versatile. That's what I find interesting about cards, if you can use the ability or, their, you know, or can use events in different ways.
1: Yeah, much like silts or something like that. But w- the one thing that doesn't have a date on it is the dice simulator. I know that's a very handy tool.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess it's the most most... One and was also a fun, fun uh, exercise code, and it's, it's used quite heavily. I, I would say. I mean, or in terms in relation to to the other parts of the site, I do have some very basic uh, logging. Uh, so the dice simulator is like used like 50 times a day, <laughs> which isn't which isn't like a crazy number, but that's what it is right now
1: it's good to know some basic stuff like i just was reading i just found out that uh like to hit 3 out of 5 or better on range is an 80% chance or like a 79% chance so that's important for like a buishi and other people who might be swinging that many dice you know but hitting 4 is only 46% so you really can't rely on that but i did lose a game recently where i relied on that 80% chance and got 2 out of 5 And I might have had a better chance if I just stuck out the game for longer. So
0: So you're saying the Dice Simulator makes you lose games. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) I was just saying, I
1: made me lose games.
0: (laughs) No, I find myself using the Game Log Analyzer a ton and then the Dice Simulator. Uh, Both those are, like, extremely useful. I like using the Game Log Analyzer real late in the game just to see. Sometimes it's just fun to see, like, how you've been hitting, like, percentage-wise. And other times I'm like looking to see if they have certain cards or if they, like how much they discarded for magic.
1: Yeah, I, I've i never, I still haven't used the game log analyzer. Could be why I'm not in Division 1. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's so helpful.
2: In, in certain situations, it's very helpful. Yeah, indeed. Numbers are not always uh, 100% accurate, but uh, uh, yeah.
0: Shampoo is using the game log analyzer for the deck building tournament to scout, to see what people had in their decks.
2: Yeah. You don't have to need to do it anymore.
1: Right. Yeah. It's just shown click on it.
0: (laughs) Another really cool thing you have on the website, uh, SW zone is articles and like different resources. Is that something that like, is going to continue? Do you got any articles in the works?
2: i'm not the the one uh, writing them them mm-hmm. so i'm I'm very open for everybody who likes has an idea for an article uh, there's one article coming uh, from flocks he uh, he's writing a piece about ice avians and especially everything around um, sky assault and tech probabilities and how to prepare and what uh,
1: options there are,
2: but other than that, uh, I don't I don't
1: know about about articles coming. T- You're pretty open to them, though. Just just message Massimo on Discord, and if if you have an idea for something, that I did when I wanted to write the Brub article and stuff. So,
2: <laughs> especially like uh you, this article and similar articles, if someone wants to uh, present the deck build and write something about it uh, I, th- I i have seen a lot of interesting uh, decks in the to- tournaments so that would be a good chance to to write an article about your deck creation
0: uh james you've actually written like a couple articles on the website you have like two or three right
1: yeah i think uh i've written two deck building articles one about Brub, and then one about my uh my Ice Smith um, Smasher deck that used Vine Gates as well. That one was more of a fun one, but it, uh, as far as the way the deck works. But I was also just kind of just talking about trying to encourage people to. Oh,
2: and so you you uh, you wrote the one about cards to look out for in. Oh, deck so building. Th-
1: so three. You're right. There are three articles all about deck building. Yep. Yeah, the the article which
2: is the most popular at the moment is the, the beginner's guide, written by Eldritch Noodles. Oh, looks like a lot of new players are discovering the game. Maybe, I don't know.
1: Yeah, we've had more people join Discord lately, so I think it's growing.
0: And there's also, like, strategy guides usually written by, like, Watered on each of the factions on the website. So if you go into the factions, and they're a little harder to find, but...
2: All of the strategy guides are written by Waterd, and, uh, luckily, uh... Sel joined in, and he uh, took over the whole editing part, and he's uh, really doing a nice job to uh, polish all the articles and uh, make them read really smoothly.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to see what uh, he'll have to say about the two newest factions, Mount Vargrath and Crimson Order, because he doesn't seem like he likes the Crimson Order a little bit, but it doesn't seem like he's that high on either of them.
1: He's a very opinionated guy
2: <laughs> we'll see uh, I even took him up on his uh mountain vargas ch- uh, challenge he
1: mm-hmm.
2: challenged uh, other players to uh, uh, to to challenge him with mountain vargas and he was playing Wars breakers and I think it is else when else we had two close games and so uh, maybe he he's going to change his mind and I read about other players who having Success against.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I went zero and three against him, but the one game against his polar dwarves, I, I almost won. <laughs> I had I went eight I went eight for twenty on his Zvaro over two turns.
2: Ah, okay.
1: That was rough. rough. I got some good plays on him. You
2: basically you basically won. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in, in in terms of science, you won, but uh, yeah.
1: But the actual result of the game was not so. I had a nice play where I kind of moved a. Cu- I used the what's it called the. The call, the Glory collar to move my my uh, Brute up and push a Summoner. So he had 11 health, and then I had 10 dice on him. And I got 3 of them. So then he had... Or, like, maybe 4. I may have got 4 hits that time. So 4 hits that turn, so he had 7 health. And then I got 10 dice again and did 3 more damage. Or something. <laughs> so it's just like... Uh, couldn't finish him off. But, and... At that point, I put so many dice on Svar that there was no way I was coming back because he had Yarmund and other stuff out that I couldn't really deal with, so I lost. But
0: Yeah, it's tough to deal with econ-wise once you put that much into a summoner to come back and try and win.
2: Yeah, that's always the, the tricky part about assassination. Yeah. Invest so many resources. and Yeah, one thing I uh, I hope gets, a, gets more traction uh on the on the side uh, is a comment section for the matchups. I mm-hmm. feel like it would be like a very valuable resource, even if like you just put in some some new perspectives, some thoughts you have about the matchup. Yeah, a, a paragraph. Uh, I think it would be quite uh, quite handy and also helpful for other players to see. Okay, if, to see a matchup from a different perspective and. Uh, I, I struggle with it myself to to write comments, but uh, I would really like to have, like, more, uh, more players uh, writing comments about matchups. So that's, uh, that's my uh, call of action for everybody <laughs> out there. Yeah, yeah.
0: I know you really like having the rankings, too, but people, besides the initial burst, don't seem to be ranking a ton of, like, the factions or their favorite units to play. and.
2: Yeah, yeah the uh, activity slowed, slowed down uh, on this one, yeah. I especially like now that so many new factions get released and it's uh, hard to get this more or less updated. New, um, or co- Convert of course, uh, uh, and transfusion. but what other cards would be a candidates for the top, par- top 10?
1: Barn, probably
2: right. Yeah, barn. <laughs> no, barn. Okay, yeah, barn.
0: Sounds real good.
1: Here.
0: Besides that, maybe Warrior. But Maso, I know you were talking the other day about how Colby reached out to you to potentially help him with a another Summon Wars site.
2: Yeah, he reached out to me, and um, they are planning to do official Summoners. dot com uh, site would act like. A good entry point uh, to the game, and uh, we discussed like uh, the the scope of the project, and I uh, I will join them and uh, help them to create create it. And they have a designer to work on the visual stuff. I will mainly do the technical part. We are aiming to get it released. Uh, for christmas
0: that seems exciting will uh like most of the resources be ported over or?
2: for now it wouldn't include the the interactive uh the interactive parts of of the the, the fan community site
0: just more uh like informational
2: in the first step it would be more informational and it would include the the online store as well you can browse through the product yeah that will be like the, the first Step See which action it might will take after that. I would think they are interested as well having some strategy sections on the on the page. Possibly include like resources from yeah. The, in detail. Yeah, it's still open how that would look.
0: That sounds like it's something really interesting to look forward to. I mean it sounds like SW zone's not going anywhere and we'll still have a lot of the important resources that we uh, know and love, but pretty interesting that you get to work on that. Oh, yeah, pretty
2: cool! Uh, but, uh, yeah, but I guess Joe is just uh, stuck with, or it was, Joe is just um, blasted blasted with work. And,
1: yeah, it sounds uh, like he has a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, he has uh, so much.
2: I mean, there, there are even other games he uh, he is doing a lot of coding for freelancer app. He uh, yeah developed now they're doing a native native app yeah for some of was. yep this, this steam release, uh, is back for now I got some from them so their uh, first goal is to get this native app out I mean I'm totally fine with the the web app the point is it will be out there on the app store and it will be easier to, for people to discover it and install it on their phones. And uh, I think, yeah, that's a very valid point.
0: That's for sure. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to come on with us today, Massimo. It's been a pleasure talking to you about the League and having you on to discuss uh, Summoner Wars. Oh,
2: well, my first podcast. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it a week. Thanks for coming on.
0: This has been Discard for Magic. We'll see you guys in two weeks.